Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast, coming at you once again from the luxury of our homes. My name is Tumbles, and with me as always is... Cranky, and we have a very special episode this evening. Kyle O'Grady from Kyle Hates Hiking on YouTube, and the Trail Tales podcast. We had a wonderful conversation with him. Yes, it's... It's a lot of fun talking to a fellow podcaster, too, because he knows all the cues, so it made our job very easy. So, we're not going to spend a lot of time bullshitting here. We'll just let you listen to this wonderful episode, but we will do our plugs. Yes. The Instagram, rocks, underscore, and, underscore, roots, (laughs) underscore, pod. I still have to look at the damn thing every time. (laughs) And the TikTok is rocks underscore roots underscore podcast and the youtube i'm pointing at you oh that was so faily okay yep we're leaving it in though because it's hilarious <laughs> because we are the most unprofessional podcast on the internet okay we are if you just type in youtube rocks and roots podcast you'll find us and awesome. last have, but not least we have a patreon floating oh. out around you there that Give one us money. up too <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're leaving all this in. This is hilarious. We have a TikTok. Which I mentioned already. Oh, what am I missing? This Apple. is the most fucked up, unprofessional, hilarious <laughs> intro ever. What am I missing? Apple Podcast. Oh, Apple Podcast. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Apple Podcast. Because you can't find Neil Young on Spotify and you can't find us. <laughs> Leave us. <laughs> that Enjoy was the very episode, good. folks. Yes. Bye. Well, good evening, Mr. O'Grady. Kyle for the friends. How are you this evening? I am fantastic. I just ate a Domino's pizza to my face. Oh my gosh. What kind of and Domino's? A whole thing. Uh, it was just a medium, but yeah, it's probably. Yeah. yeah. And I, what are your favorite toppings? I did. I don't care if this pisses some people off. I did pineapple and ham. Yes. Sue me. Sue me. <laughs> All right. We have gotten the most important questions out of the All way. All right. This has been the Rocks Nerds Podcast. Thanks for listening and good night. Okay. So we are speaking with Kyle O'Grady. Welcome. A very special guest. Kyle is a 2018 Appalachian Trail through hiker a Northville to Placid Trail and Foothills Trail through hiker, an avid white mountain hiker, and has explored the Adirondacks extensively. He is also a very successful YouTuber and host of the Trail Tales podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you guys very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Absolutely. So I'm sure many of our listeners already know who you are. But let's start from the beginning. Um, when and how did you get into hiking? And you also have a very unique trail name. If you could tell the origin story of that, um, let's start there. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Um, so I live in uh, the Burlington, Vermont area. I've lived here for just about my whole life. And the way I got into hiking was kind of like a combination of two things. The first thing just being the fact that I live in an area that has like easy access to lots of good hiking. And so I basically just kind of stumbled into it one day when I was in high school, 
um, you know, me and my friends were just like dicking around doing, you know, high school shit. And we, uh, we were just like, all right, we'll go for a hike. You know, it was just something to do. I didn't really think much of it. Um, and we hiked up Mount Mansfield, which is on the, uh, the long trail here in Vermont. And that's how I like, you know, because we were on the trail, it was only a couple mile hike, but I saw the signs for the long trail and my friends knew a little bit about it, you know, uh, not too much, but one of my friends that I was with, his dad had hiked it. And so they kind of just like briefly, briefly explained what it was. And then I went home and I started to look up YouTube videos and that that's the second thing that kind of got me into it. I started looking up YouTube videos about the long trail. And then through that, I kind of learned about the Appalachian trail. I was like, and it just kind of blew me away again. I was 15 years old at the time and something just like, you know, fascinated me about the fact that people walk for hundreds or thousands of miles on these uh, long distance trails. And very quickly within a year, I was already planning my own first through hike, which was a through hike of the long trail, or I should say a through hike attempt because it, it did not go very well. Um, bailed on day three, but fortunately on day two, that's actually when I got my trail name. And uh, this is so long ago now, I was 16 at this time. And uh, me and a buddy rolled into Kid Core Shelter on the Appalachian Trail slash Long Trail in Southern Vermont. And my feet were just absolutely torn up. It probably looked like hamburgers or hamburger meat. It was just like disgusting. Um, and I had a lot of blisters. And there's these guys, um, I hope this is okay to say in, in your podcast, but um, there's these guys just like smoking a bunch of weed, honestly. And they were just like, dude, like those are gnarly. Like you, one guy was like, your trail name should be Narnar. <laughs> and I thought that was so sick. I, I'm kind of sick of it now, to be honest. But at the time I was like 16, I was like, that is the best trail name ever. And so I took it. I also misspelled it because again, I was 16 and dumb. So I, I spelled it N-A-R-N-A-R. <laughs> and at this point I've signed way too many uh, like log books at shelters with that spelling to go back. So it is what it is. I remember listening to one of your early episodes of Trail Tales where you're explaining your trail name and you didn't like, what was it, 2018? You're like, yeah. I'm so done with this stupid trail name. Well, well, that was that was my name for, you know, my entire episode. <laughs> oh, of course. Like, you were just finished with the trail. And that, that was point. like right afterwards, probably that I recorded that episode. So <laughs> I was very sick of telling people my trail name. Um, it's kind of funny. Another story, I definitely told this on the podcast at some point. So this you might remember this one, but towards the end of the hike, like very close to the end, maybe like a week or two, not even, I think it was in the hundred mile wilderness actually. So like probably the last few days <clears throat> I, uh, I was with like my friends and we ran into a, a new through hiker that we hadn't met before. And, you know, as per usual, you kind of just, you know, Hey, like, you know, what's your trail name or whatever, or just what's your name, like introduce yourself. And all my friends said their trail names. And then when it got to me, I just told him my name was Kyle and then all my friends just looked at me with the, they're like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you, doing? <laughs> just tell them your trail name. Like, I was like, all right, I guess I, I guess I've come this far that I might as well stick it out for a few more days. That's hilarious. Well, we're sorry about the trail name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I actually haven't really talked about it that much on YouTube. It's kind of funny. People comment that a lot. They're like, what's, they're like, what's the story behind your trail name? And I don't know. It's, at this point, it's kind of a joke for me. I just like, don't tell people. I mean, yeah. it's, obviously it's not a secret, but. You know, just I just like to fuck with people a little bit and keep them keep them wondering. Well, well, I mean, will you use it for the upcoming secret special trip? Yes, week? I will. Okay, and it's not it's not going to be a secret by the time this comes out. So. Okay, speak freely. <laughs> speak All freely. right, we we will get there. We have a, a question <laughs> awesome. about that. Awesome. Um. So yeah, I'm assuming on that hike. Well, first of all, I am very jealous that your first hike 
was Mount Mansfield. That's the only hike that we have done in Vermont. It is an oh, absolutely we loved that hike wonderful so much. hike. Are you guys from Massachusetts? We're from Northern no. Jersey. Yeah, we're from oh, okay. Jersey. Okay. So it is absolutely no wonder that you fell in love with hiking if that's your first experience. Yeah, so. it was sick. It was a beautiful day too. Yeah, we were, yeah, we for, were, we lucked out when we hiked Mansfield yes, because it was early November, but it was also 65 degrees. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and it was icicles going up, but man, it was great. Yeah, that's a weird time of year. You can get some funky weather. I, 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 it's kind of funny to think like if that very first hike I did, if it was like bad weather, like maybe I wouldn't have had fun and maybe I would have. Right. Maybe we would have never been having this conversation right now. Oh, I've never thought a, about that before. We're like, glad you had a beautiful day. There's a timeline out there somewhere. <laughs> or maybe but I still would have stumbled across the Syntax 77 video somehow and got inspired. Who well, knows? yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What I know you've talked about this on Trail Tales, but what videos were out there? Because that was early days. Yeah. So what videos yeah. were out there on YouTube about hiking? So there wasn't like a ton. This was probably 2011, maybe. But I've yeah. I've been watching YouTube like right from the start. Like I remember when I was like real young, like when YouTube first started, my family just had like a desktop, uh, like a one computer in the whole house, uh, just like up in the office or whatever. And I would wait five minutes for it to turn on, and then I would go to YouTube. So I've been watching YouTube like my entire life. And um, back then, I think <clears throat> so. Syntax was definitely, I still remember, like, he did a video in, like, the Lybrook Wilderness, I think it was, like, way back when, and that's how I found his channel, was because when I was searching for, like, long trail videos, that, like, part of his hike was on the long trail or something, and then the only other one I can think of off the top of my head is uh, his tr- his his channel's called Trekking On. I don't think he makes videos anymore. Um, Tuts999 was also a name he was going by for a while. Hmm. Um and I think it was just those two off the top of my head. There was a few other guys. There's a guy named Franky, I want to say. But I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. He was in like Minnesota or some shit. Um, I don't know. This was before like the Darwins and the Dixies yep. of yeah. the world. So and the Kylo Grady's. <laughs> okay, yeah, those names you've refreshed my memory. And when you know we listened to your trail tale episode i think you interviewed a couple of those guys i, I interviewed remember. tuts and i interviewed i've interviewed syntax a couple times yeah i remember going back and, and searching out their their stuff so very cool i also um am very grateful that even though you had blisters and were probably in pain you still got into it because once again that leads you to where we are today so that's right <laughs> um all right so let's talk about 2018 the Appalachian Trail through hike. We'll do. I'm sure you're sick of talking about this. No, so we'll, no. We, I've been making videos about it for years now. Ask away. Ask all away. right. Okay. So yeah, if you want to go into detail, you can, or we can keep these short, like 10, 15 seconds each. Um. So favorite state. Um. Shit, you guys gave me these questions ahead of time, and I'm still. Yeah, we did. I'm still. I think New Hampshire. <laughs> I think oh. New Hampshire is my favorite state. It was just cool because I had hiked there a lot, as I think we're going to talk about in a little bit here. Um, I'd hiked in the White Mountains quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so the White Mountains kind of have this, like, reputation among through hikers. Like, a lot of people speculate about the White Mountains before they get there. Like, oh, it's going to be, like, so hard. And, like, gonna... I remember one guy said, like, you're going to go through, like, three pairs of shoes. And I was like, it's not true. I've literally hiked there. Like, it's, you know, it's hard, yeah, but, like, it's sick. And so um, a lot of the people that I were – a lot of the people that I was hiking with you know, we're kind of like listening to all this, like 
chatter and all these rumors and stuff. And I was like, guys, don't worry. Like the whites are sick. Like it's hard, but like they're sick. And so when we finally made it to New Hampshire and made it to the whites, um, it was just really cool to kind of experience it through their lens, I guess, because it almost felt like I was experiencing it again for the first time uh, just by watching the way that they were reacting and stuff. So I think New Hampshire was, was probably my favorite state. Did you have good weather? For the most part, yeah, actually, awesome. we we did. We got pretty lucky with the weather. Um, we took a zero right in the middle of the whites because we had a bad a bad day, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it actually worked out. That's we were very thankful that yeah we got pretty good weather. Did you stay at the hut? Yeah, uh, we stayed at the Lake of the Clouds hut. We did a work for stay, oh, which nice. was sick because that was like I think the actually I think there's one I don't remember, but that was at the time one of the last huts I hadn't been to yet, and so. And it's also like probably the most famous one out of all of them too. So it's the closest it to Washington, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. right, like a half mile. If I were maybe like a mile from the summit of Mount Washington. Yep. Wow. Least favorite state. That was an yeah. awesome answer, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think. Don't say um, Pennsylvania. No, it wasn't. It's not Pennsylvania. Actually, it wasn't my favorite <laughs> okay, state, but it's actually um, Maine. And let oh. me clarify, because that's probably a surprise. I saw both your faces there when I said that. <laughs> Um, so the actual state in terms of like beauty and like the trail is sick. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Maine is definitely one of the most like scenic states. Um, but for me, it was my least favorite, just like based off of my experience, because at that point I was so close to being done and I was just like, uh, just struggling mentally to like, so basically I actually talked about this in a recent video. Um, from the very beginning of the trail, basically I was like very intentional about, not thinking about how many miles I had left to go. I was like, I'm not going to focus on that. Like, of course I was aware the whole time, but like I really tried to not focus on that um, because I didn't want to get myself like psyched out. Cause at the beginning it was pretty intimidating. Mm. And so um, I was really good about not thinking about how many miles I had left all the way until I made it to Maine. And then for some reason, as soon as I crossed that border into Maine, I just like couldn't help, but like start to think about it. And at that point, you know, I'd hiked almost 2000 miles. I only had 280 to go. And for some reason, I don't know, the, the 280 miles still just seemed very intimidating. Um, I, I never thought about quitting at that at that point. Like, I was definitely, like, not going to quit. Um, but it was just, like, it was kind of a grind, I guess. And being so close to the end, but also still having, like, 280, like, pretty tough miles to hike uh, was, was tough. And so, um, overall, like, experience-wise, Maine was probably my least favorite state. But as far as, like, the scenery goes, probably probably pennsylvania is my least favorite state but i had more fun in pennsylvania than maine believe it or not (laughs) i believe it okay i mean you you were also very you were going pretty fast as well so relatively yeah i mean how how long did you do the trail in i honestly can't remember if it was 140 days or 141 days but one of those two May, may 14th to october 1st if anyone wants to do the math yeah i mean four and a half months yeah just over four and a half months yeah. which is like you know it, it's definitely a little bit faster than average but it's also not like a you know it's not unheard of you mm-hmm. know it's not not like we're setting any speed records but it's a little it was a little bit faster than average and i had to hike at that pace if i wanted to finish in time because i started so late right it's a very respectable time though yeah i appreciate that thank you it took took just about everything i had (laughs) no i bet no wonder you were kind of done by the time you got to maine yeah yeah Yeah. which is too bad like i hate saying that but i don't know i'll definitely go back and hike maine again someday 
I was just going to say, it's, it's not going anywhere. That's so. right. All right. So favorite spot or section of the trail? Ooh. Um, <clears throat> I know I'm like splitting hairs here, but. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's a good question. I don't know if I can pick like one specific spot, but one place that really stands out to me was just the section around Harper's Ferry, say a day or two before Harper's Ferry and a couple yep. days after through Maryland, actually. Yep. Um, that was a really, that was, that was like a big turning point in my hike. Uh, for some reason, I just like, I had like a whole like new attitude walking out of Harper's Ferry. Um, and I think partially just cause it's like the, it's not the actual halfway point as I'm sure a lot of people know, but it's, people call it the psychological, I'm doing air quotes, halfway point. Um, it's kind of like the, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's the halfway point of the trail. That's kind of how it's viewed. And so just like making it there felt really good. And also I think that was the point when I stopped stressing as much about whether or not I was going to a make it and B make it in time. Cause like I said, I started so late. So for the first say half of the trail, I was like very focused on making sure I was on pace and I always was, but just about every day I would calculate like my pace and make, you know, how many days I had to make it by like October 15th or whatever. And around Harper's Ferry, uh, I kind of stopped worrying about that as much. You know, I, I, I knew I still had to keep a good pace, but I, I, at that point I wasn't worried about being able to, mm-hmm. I wasn't keeping track of it every single day. Um, and I don't know, that was just kind of a turning point for me. So it also felt good to be out of Virginia as well. So just a bunch of different things kind of in one, I was also hiking by myself a little bit. I'd hiked most of the trail with, a. A guy I met on the very first night named Mullet Mike, and he stayed behind a day, uh, a few days before I got to Harper's Ferry to spend some time with his girlfriend or whatever. And so I was like, I'll keep going. Then I'm, I knew I was going to take a zero at some point and we'd catch back up to each other. And so I was kind of by myself and definitely wouldn't want to do the whole thing or even a majority of the thing alone, but it was just kind of a little change of pace. So just basically a lot of different things just kind of combined there. And I was, I was feeling good going through Harper's Ferry. Awesome. So least favorite spot or section. We go from the high um, way down to the low here. Yes. Yeah, that's, um, oh man. I didn't really have a good time in the Smokies. Really? Uh, the weather was really shitty and that's the main reason why, honestly. Um, <clears throat> that was like the first, you know, it's pretty early on in the trail still. I can't even remember. I think it's less than 200 miles in, but that was like the first time I had to deal with like some, it wasn't even that bad, honestly, in, in hindsight, but at, up to that point, it was the worst weather I had. Um, yeah, bad time in the Smokies and then just Maine. I hate to say it. It mm-hmm. sucks, but it's understandable. Maine was tough. <laughs> yeah. So we have this, Tumble is shaking her head. So we have this ongoing thing now with guests, with anyone who has either extensively section hiked the AT or through hiked it. When we did Massachusetts, I loved Mount Race. My hiking partner over there hated it. So our running gag now is whenever we interview a guest, what were your thoughts on Mount Race right after the Massachusetts border? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. That's why I thought that maybe you guys were from Massachusetts. Oh. I thought maybe you were like from Western Mass or something. No, I'd like that. to I was block like, that in my mind. That's a very specific, like relatively insignificant mountain. I actually didn't even remember what it was when I saw the question. So I, I looked it up on Google. God damn it. And um, – I do remember it now, though. So once I looked on Google, I looked at some pictures and stuff. I do remember it. Uh, it was very brief, but I remember I enjoyed it. I remember, like, the, yes. the cliffs. Um, I didn't even stop on top. We just went right over, basically. But 
I just remember being like, oh, I didn't expect like this expansive of a view in Massachusetts. And thank you very much, sir. Coming from a through hike, it's like if you're going northbound, at least you don't really get that was actually the, one of the first expansive views I'd had in a long time, too. I so. bet. Yeah. And also just crossing the mass that day. So like, yeah, it was it was a good time. Not race. Good times. So the official score is two to one in your favor, Tumbles. How, what's not to like about it? It, it was it was it was cool. I mean, again, it's not like the most like amazing thing in the world, but I don't see it why was, you know what, Kyle? It was a very, very hot day when we did it. It that was tough. 90 something it was 90 something degrees and it was also later in the day so we had Uh worked a whole day at least i worked a whole day and then we went up and hiked so so it wasn't so much the mountain that you didn't like it was the experience it was the experience yes so it's kind of like me and maine too yeah maine's amazing like it's such a beautiful state objectively speaking Mm -hmm. or you know and beautiful section of the appalachian trail but I just didn't have a good experience there. Yes, I guess we have to do it again, Cranky. So That's I right. Can enjoy it. <laughs> so as we're going up this thing, I am as he happy is as euphoric. Look at those sights. Smiling, like look at this expanse. <laughs> That's why we call and him Cranky. <laughs> tumbles are just miserable. <laughs> so it was for you. It was one of those days. Why do we do this? Why do we torture ourselves? And for me, it was one of the best sections that we had done. So what a contrast, isn't it? Yes. We're like right, yin and well, yang on here. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Thank you very much. You so far are the only guest that has had my back on that. Everyone else. Has I got you. Not enjoyed it. All right. Moving on. Uh-huh. As a New England native, you've explored a lot of the whites. Um, what is your favorite hike or summit in the whites? And if you have any interesting stories, um, yeah. What do you got? Yeah. So. I hiked the 4,000 footers uh, over the course of a number of years, starting in like 20, 2013, and then I finished in 2017. And then ever since I finished those, I've still gone back to the whites quite a bit, but I always, I don't say always, but I try not to just focus on the 4,000 footers there because, and um, understandably so, but a lot of people get drawn in on that and again like i get it like you want to hike like the list like i literally did that like i was that person so like there's nothing wrong with that but um there's so much else out there in the whites it's literally crazy like there's thousands of miles of trails there or maybe that's an exaggeration there's definitely over a thousand miles of trails there um and i think the red line is thousands of miles yeah, yeah yeah it's like super long and like there's so much there that you don't get to see if you only focus on the 4,000 footers so i'm kind of going off on a tangent here but it's my fine. answer was going to be uh, not one of the 4,000 footers. I'm actually pulling up uh, maps, Google Maps right now to try to find one. Because I've hiked like, let's see, what's a good one that we did in the past couple of years? The Dry River. Is that what it um The Dry River Trail, I think it was. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to find it here. Okay. I can't find it. But no, I, 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 right. I want to make sure I get that, get that right. Because, yeah, it was the Dry River Trail. Um, which was crazy. Flossie and I did that in 2020. And I will say, don't just go hike this trail if you're not like experienced, because again, it's been a few years now, but it was like very washed out from, I don't even know what the trail kind of follows like a pretty big river. I think it's the the dry river. And um, like the, <laughs> the, the river just washed out like a good portion of the trail. So we were literally just like hiking in the riverbed, like trying to look for like rock carns to see where we were going. Um, and under certain circumstances that could have been really annoying, but we thought it was like a very like fun kind of change of pace. 
uh, we didn't really have that many miles to hike that day anyway, evidently, because otherwise it would have been really annoying. But that was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, so the dry river trail and just honestly, just any, there's, I shouldn't say any, but there's so many of these, I call them like lesser known trails, like wilderness trails in the White Mountain National Forest. Like you can tell when you go on these trails that like not that many people hike on them. Uh, the tread is like very thin. They're kind of overgrown in some spots. And it's just like a completely different vibe from a lot of the 4,000 footers that get so much traffic. So um, I would say just about any, <laughs> any trail like that. I, I guess the only other thing I'll say is I just want to be clear, like don't go and hike this kind of stuff if you're not uh, experienced because you you can get pretty far out there. Uh, so, you know, it's not definitely not something you want to do on your first time, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, they're sick. Well, I mean, so, that, that's good to know. I know you, to to go a little bit west, I know you did the Northville to Placid Trail. Was that kind of a similar situation where it's not very much used or is it? And um, the extent it's, it's, of uh, experience you need to hike it. Yeah, it's... um. It's more trafficked than actually it depends on the section because mm-hmm. you know it's 140 miles long. But generally speaking, it's the Northville Pass Trail is more trafficked than like some of these trails in the Whites I'm talking about. But it's not at the level of like the Appalachian Trail or the Long Trail or something like that or any of the 4,000 footers. Um, it's kind of in in the middle. The Northville Pass Trail I would not recommend as a first time through hike, although it does have some things that would make it good. So I should. <laughs> that's sending some mixed signals here, but it's a very flat trail, which would be good for a first time through hike. I actually know a couple of people who did it as a first time through hike, but they had hiked quite a bit, just like day hikes and stuff before. So it's not like they were inexperienced hikers. Mm-hmm. Um, actually. Okay. That's if you're an experienced hiker, but you haven't through hiked, I would say the Northville Pass trail would be a good, a good first through hike. If you have never hiked before or maybe never backpacked before, you know, I'm sure people have done it as a first one. I'm, positive of that but i probably wouldn't recommend it as much uh just because there are some pretty remote sections of it and it's also just a tough trail like it's it mentally it's a very tough trail um it's a lot harder having hiked it successfully once and failed it but still hiked most of it another time um i could say pretty confidently it's like a it's a tough trail mentally very challenging and what makes it so yeah um well it's it's very uh, rough, first of all. So it's not steep. You're not really climbing at all, basically. So like you might think, oh, like it's going to be easy, like it's flat. But a lot of the trail is very rough. Um, there's a couple spots that are like, actually one spot in particular I can think of that is basically a beaver pond you're walking through. It's very, I don't know, it just feels kind of lonely. Like, so even on other trails that are remote, a lot of the time you get to a top of a mountain and you get this huge expansive view but the NPT is so low and so flat that, you know, I'm not going to say it's not pretty because it definitely is. Like, it's a lot of rivers and ponds and lakes and stuff like that. But there's no expansive mountain views. And so I just feel like, yeah, it's very, it is definitely very monotonous. And I, uh, I've, I've like <laughs> talked a lot of shit about this trail on my, on Trail Tales, but I don't know. It's, it's, it, it definitely feels kind of lonely. It definitely feels kind of monotonous. And like, it's, it's long enough that, you know, it's not just a a quick little hike you can do. Um, But of course it's not that long, but I don't know. It's just like, Hmm. it's always kind of hard to verbalize this. It's just a tough trail. And I'm not, I would just say that's like my own uh, opinion, but I've heard other people say this too. Like Flossie agrees. And then I remember I had another guest on trail tales 
way back when that hiked it and he agreed to like it's i don't know it's just it seems like it's easy on paper but it's not it's a tough trail is that also possibly because it is so flat we were just talking to another guest who was saying that elevation changes are actually sometimes easier if you are hiking flat you're using those same muscles over and over again and it actually could lead to more injury than you know elevation changes i don't know what are your thoughts yeah that's that's definitely i think that's true um i got a whole nother whole nother story about that on a different trail although very similar to the npt um but actually just another another thing i meant to say there about the npt being difficult too is the adirondacks have some pretty gnarly weather like it's very wet there um so it rains a lot it's also pretty cold there uh and then bugs are a huge issue there so you know lots of places have bug issues but the adirondacks are super buggy and it it doesn't help that this trail again is a low very wet trail exactly so it's a perfect storm of many different exactly yeah and so when we hiked it we hiked it in september late september actually into early october 2020 and our thought was we'll go later so that we'll avoid the the bugs which we did thankfully um but it was also very cold (laughs) yeah i was gonna say then you're dealing with other issues yeah, exactly. But we did get some some nice foliage, so it was a it was a very difficult hike, but it was also very rewarding. Okay. So the other trail that you were talking about, where we were talking flat and low and mm-hmm. prone to injury, would that be the Cranberry Lake Trail? You got it. Cranberry Lake are 50. on fucking point. All <laughs> right. So you had an experience with that. Uh, was it this past summer? Yes, it was. It was we watched July that video. <laughs> I actually yeah, just watched you... that video, uh, rewatched it today. <laughs> That's one of my favorite videos I've ever made, which is funny because it was a terrible hike. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, um, Kyle found himself injured about 20 miles away from a trail trailhead on that trail. Um, so basically, we fortunately have never been injured to the point where we were wondering what the hell are we going to do um how did you deal with that yeah so i guess to start i'll just explain like a little bit what the trail is because it's not as well known of a trail it's actually very close geographically to the northville plaza trail it's you know still in the adirondacks same area and it's basically just a 50 mile loop hike you know which Hmm. was great because i actually hiked it i hiked it twice now i hiked it back in 2017 as well and I always thought it was great because I was like, oh, it's a loop hike, so I can go do it by myself. So I was kind of saving it for when I had some time to go hike, but I couldn't find anybody to go with me because I was like, you know, normally if you want to hike 50 miles, you have to, you know, do a car spot or hitchhike or do something like that. And I was like, this is perfect to loop. So I went out and did it. And most of this trail is pretty remote as well. The first day I started late, like probably wasn't hiking until like 1030 or 11. And I was still trying to do a big day. I knew it was going to rain soon and I was like fresh. I was feeling good. I was like, I was, it kind of brought me back today when I was, when I was rewatching the video, like I was feeling like very confident going into this hike. I felt like I was in the best shape of my life and I was in really good shape. But the thing is I hadn't really been doing too much backpacking, you know, recently up until this point, I'd only done like one other backpacking trip so far um, that year. And most of my like training, you could say, had been like day hikes and a lot of trail running, actually. Like mostly running was what I was doing. And I was definitely in the best running shape I'd ever been in. So I was like feeling really good, feeling really confident. I was like, 
I'm not even going to be running on this. Like I should, like I should be able to crush it. And, and it's also it was like super flat, like I said. And so I just like hit the ground running on that first day. The late start didn't help. I was kind of felt like I was against the clock. And then just after lunch, so a couple hours into my hike, it started to rain and I knew it was going to rain. I was like prepared for it and stuff. But when it's like downpouring like that, I don't know about you guys, but I really don't like to stop. It's like, you can't really stop to take things in when you're, you know, soaking wet like that. It wasn't like that cold. Yeah. I actually wasn't that cold. Thankfully that has not been the case on other hikes, like the NPT, for instance, when I was soaking wet and cold, but it was actually a pretty warm day. It was in July. So that was, thank God, honestly. But, um, I just like was hiking super hard and it also didn't help too. another thing. (laughs) It's just the perfect storm. Um, the map I was using, uh, at, at the time I didn't realize this, but I, there was a lot of sections of the sections of the trail on the map that didn't have mileage. And, uh, I actually realized after I got back that they did have the mileage. It was just like on a, a different part of the map. There was like a number. Then you had to go look up the number and find the mileage there. But I didn't realize that when I was out there. So some sections had it, some sections didn't. So I wasn't really gauging how far I was or how far I had gone very well. And so I ended up hiking. I'm not, I'm still not exactly sure. I, I might've put it in the video. I can't remember, but it was definitely over 20 miles. And I did it like very, very fast and very aggressively. And towards the end of the day, my right foot was really starting to hurt. I've never had any problems with that foot before. I have had problems with my other foot. Hmm. And so this really surprised me. I was like, what the hell? Like, I thought this was my good foot. Like, why is, why is this happening? And I basically limped into camp by the end of the day. Fortunately, the pain didn't start until probably the last like five miles, maybe, but the next morning woke up, it still hurt really, really badly. And so at this point, like I knew like I could barely put weight on it. I was like, fuck, like normally I've never been in this circumstance before, but I, what I would adv- advise people to do and what I would have done uh, if I had been able to, I would just say like, I should have left the trail. So if there was like an, an easier way that I could have bailed, I would have, I would have done so. And mm-hmm. that would have been the, the smart and prudent thing to do. However, the spot I was at, like I hiked myself so far out there that I was like kind of in the thick of it now. And so I was like, well, I could backtrack 20 miles on my shitty foot and go back to my car. There was a trailhead that was a little bit closer than 20 miles, but it was still at least 10 miles. It might've been further. Um, and that wasn't even where my car was. So I would have had to find a way back from there. And so I was like, I'm 20 miles in. I only got 30 miles left. I had two days to do it at that point. I was like, I guess I'll just keep going. Um, and so I did. And I just want to also clarify, this wasn't like a life or death situation, obviously. Um, you know, my foot was in a lot of pain, but I knew I could make it out. I just knew it'd be really painful Mm -hmm. and it was so like, you know, I just want to be clear about that. It's not like I was like (laughs) putting my life at risk or anything like that. Don't need the chopper coming in for you. Exactly. It wasn't like that bad, but I basically just slogged it out for the next two days and it hurt every single step all the way back until the moment I got to my car. And then to add insult to injury, right after I finished the, uh, my, my car was parked uh, basically in town at the town of Cranberry Lake. And there was like a little public beach there. It looked really nice, like sand and a nice lawn and shit. And so literally, you know, two minutes away from the trailhead. So I went there and I just like went to take a quick swim after kind of relax a little bit, clean up for the ride home. And when I was walking back to my car, I take my shoes off. Obviously I stepped on a bee and I got stung in my foot, (laughs) which was fine. Like honestly it hurt for a second. Then it was fine after that. Like I didn't even feel it after that, but 
I was like, of course, of course, just, just, just what I needed. <laughs> but, um, anyways, I'm still not sure exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still get questions about this from time to time. Like, Oh, like what happened? But I, I don't know for sure what the actual injury was, but I do think the reason it happened was because actually two different reasons. First of all, like I said, I was going too fast, too hard. I still think that I was in shape enough to do the miles that I was trying to do. I just think I needed to do it slower. I needed to take more breaks. I needed to let my feet rest. And actually, this also goes back to what you mentioned a few minutes ago about the fact that this trail is so flat and I was just using the same muscles and the same impacts on the same spots of my feet. Um, I'm sure that did not help as well. Um, so that was those are the first, the first things. And then the other thing, too, is I was using shoes that were too big for me, which is really stupid. Um, I had been running in them quite a bit before this, so I thought they were fine. I knew they were too big, but I, they hadn't given me any issues. And so after this hike, I threw those shoes away and I got a, a pair of ultras that actually fit me. Um, their ultras run really big, apparently, because um, normally I'm like a 10 and that's what I was using on this hike. But I have a nine now and they fit perfectly. I have not had any issues since. So we're well, gonna that, that happened that to Cranky second. too, actually. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah, it happened to Flossie too. Um, he didn't get injured or anything, but he also bought uh, nine and a halfs, I think. And he ended up going down to nines too and said they fit better. I normally have to size up. So I'm a nine, but ultras, I normally have to size up to a nine and a half. A um, couple of weeks ago, I bought the Lone Peak, the high tops, because we were going into the Adirondacks. And for whatever reason, the ten and a halfs fit and worked the best. I, I don't understand what is going on with their sizing. Yeah, I don't either. Like the nines are perfect for me. Like I said, normally I'm a 10, so I don't know. Like, So you're the opposite. You have to size down. I have to size. Yeah, I'm even 10 and a half sometimes. Like it's really, I don't know. It's weird. Well, they haven't Something's screwed with on. the women's sizing yet, so I'll let you know if they do. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the Ultra family, sir. Um, I would personally would not be able to hike without them. Please sponsor Same. us. <laughs> They're awesome. They're awesome shoes for sure. I'm going to be using them using them this year i actually just bought a couple pairs while they were on sale at rei smart move now and it, we, we we're gonna be talking about why <laughs> yeah <laughs> question about cranberry lake uh, before we move on is there also an ultra marathon that goes around cranberry lake i'm not sure to be honest okay. with you i not that i'm familiar with but it wouldn't surprise me in the least but okay. it would be good for that because it's just a 50 so mile fun. loop okay something to research yeah so I guess um, the thing to take away from your experience is if something happens, and this has happened to us, um, don't lose your head. That is the most important thing. Whenever anything happens, just keep your wits about you because if you can't think straight, you're going to just make the situation worse. And there have been a couple of times where one of us has been injured. That's why we hike as partners. You have another person there who is able to, you know, if you're in shock or whatever, you have the other person is able to make good decisions for you. But it sounds like you kept your head about you and um, you got through it. So well done. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was, it sucked. I was in a lot of pain. Uh, I I was limping. I basically limped those last 30 miles and it was not fun. And then I, the worst part too was after that, I, I knew I was like, all right, well, I got to let this heal. And so I spent the next month, month and a half almost without hiking at all in the middle of the summer, which is like my, 
the yep. time I like to hike, you know, I'm not much of a winter hiker. So like it killed me to sit there for a month and not hike, but I had no to hiking, do it. And no running? No, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Just going you to the gym. That was it. So, yeah. um, you know, that sucked, but fortunately it paid off because then in September I was able to go do that hike in Colorado and hiked 160 miles and I haven't had any problems, nothing since then. So, so it, it worked out, you know, I, I always tried, <clears throat> excuse me. I always try to baby my injuries when they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if the circumstances allows, at least if you're on like a long through hike, then it's a little, little harder to do that. That's something that, that worries me. <laughs> well, you have something coming up that we'll talk about. And if you're willing, we'll have to have you back on the show to talk about. Definitely. Um, also, you know, when, and if you come back on, you're welcome anytime. So it's really up to you. We'll talk about Colorado, but there's a couple of other things that we want to get to. Um, so we'll save those for another appearance. If you're willing. sure. sure. Perfect. So, Let's talk about um, the YouTube channel. Kyle hates which, hiking. That's it. Yes. So, it sucks. <laughs> Why did you choose the name? Um, I, it was actually my Instagram handle before I had the YouTube channel. And I don't remember. Actually, actually, I think I do. I think I kind of ripped it off some random kid that I went to college with. I don't even know him. I don't. I don't even know his name. I just remember... I saw him on Instagram and his, his handle was like, whatever his name was, hates the outdoors. And so I got that idea. I don't remember when I set my Instagram to that, but it was like well before I started the channel. And then, so when I went to start the channel and I was thinking of the names, I was like, all right, I guess I'll just do Kylie Tyking. And I also knew that I was going to be like goofing around a lot and not taking it super seriously as I, as I don't. And so that seemed to just fit as well. And it also, there's a word for this. I can't remember what the word is though there's some sort of word for like titles that flow kind of like that. Like Kyle hates hiking, like the K H H like the double H thing. I can't remember what the word is, but I saw that one time too. And I was like, Oh yeah, that kind of fits with what my channel is. So I guess I did that unintentionally. <laughs> Just kind of has a nice ring to it. You are correct. And that's going to bug me now for, have you heard about that too? Yes. Okay, I'm glad oh, I explained well enough me. that you knew what I was talking about. Yeah, or, I know or you're, you're just flattering about. me, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't think of. It's not alliteration, it, but it's something it's, like that. It's something like, like that. that. There will be an edit in the show notes. Okay, I'm googling it right A now. Very important edit. <laughs> ah, it doesn't matter. It's great. <laughs> All right, so this is, I guess, not new at this point to us. It's new because we followed you through Trail Tales. And you used to do both the podcast and the YouTube, and you shifted away from Trail Tales, which we miss. Um, so what prompted you to make the complete shift to YouTube? What's going on with the podcast? Yeah, so I it started off, you know, I was doing, I did Trail Tales an episode a week, just about, you know, I'd miss a week every here and then. But for the most part, I did an episode a week from November 2019 all the way up until August 2021. And so I actually did, for those that don't know, maybe I did the podcast for a full year before I even started YouTube. And um, YouTube just grew a lot faster. But that's not even relevant really to what I'm saying. Um, I never really like stopped the podcast thinking, okay, like the podcast is over. In August of of 2021, I was just kind of like going through like some personal stuff. I had a lot going on 
and the podcast, I, I, I just kind of missed a couple weeks. Like I missed a couple episodes and that had happened before, but I just like didn't post more. And so a couple weeks turned into like a couple months. And then I started getting the messages and the emails and a couple it's, I mean, it's still many months now. I haven't, I don't think I've posted since August. And so the truth is I didn't really ever plan on stopping it. And I still like, I still don't want to say like, I'm never going to do it again, but for now, like, I just, I don't know. I, I'm so focused on other stuff. And honestly, like YouTube is just like a little bit more fun for me too. I think that's oh, what yeah. we figured. We, I, we I always really enjoyed the podcast episodes where I was with my friends and we were kind of dicking around and stuff, but I did enjoy the interviews for a long time too, like for sure. But after a while, I, I, I got a little bit sick of interviewing people too. I'm not going to lie. And so I thought about like maybe bringing it back where I, just having like my friends on and stuff. And then I just, I just didn't. So for those that listen to trail tales, I'm really sorry, honestly, like I, I never intended to stop it. And so if I did, I would have made an announcement and give it some closure to, to people. Um, I, I guess I could say that. I probably should. I think I think I might post a, a an episode or two before the the PCT hike we're going to talk about in a minute here, and then in my head I'm not going to promise this to people, but in my head I feel like after the PCT, I might have like a lot more stuff to talk about and a lot more people to talk to that I met out there, and so I think there's like a pretty good chance um, that I would bring it back then. Uh, again, no promises. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't know. It's a it's a little bit of a sore spot for a lot of people, and I feel really bad, honestly. Like, I, I honestly didn't realize like how many people like cared that much about it. Because like, let's see, on YouTube, you know, I'll get anywhere from five thousand to twenty thousand views a video, depending on how well it does. But on the podcast, I it was growing for a while, and then you know, this past year it kind of plateaued at around like two thousand five hundred downloads per episode. And I thought like, okay, like that's not that many compared to YouTube. And I didn't realize that like, just because it wasn't getting as many downloads as YouTube was getting views, that doesn't mean that the people didn't care any less. And so, uh, you know, after like a month or two of not posting on Trail Tales, I started to get emails and messages and comments. And I still get them, like I said earlier, like almost every day being like, bring back Trail Tales, all this stuff. So I feel really bad. I think that maybe the people who listen to the podcast, even though it's a lot less people than watch the videos, I think they might've been like more, like more dedicated, I guess you could say, or more uh, invested in the podcast than maybe people are on YouTube. So it kind of, kind of hit them a little harder. So I'm sorry, everybody. I feel bad. I did not handle that well. I'm doing my best. You know, I'm not a professional at this by any stretch of the imagination. So, well, you're forgiven. We forgive you. I so everyone that. else should too. <laughs> I appreciate that. There's also like a lot of other hiking podcasts out there too, which I guess is a sh- stupid argument because there's a lot of other hiking YouTube channels too, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> like well, Cranky and I were talking about, about this actually right before you came on was that you sound and well, we didn't see you on the podcast. That's for sure. But you sound and look so natural on YouTube it was almost kind of like, yes, the podcast was great, and hopefully you'll come back and it'll be great again, but you seem to enjoy YouTube more. Your creativeness comes out a little bit more. Your thumbnails are hilarious. Your <laughs> episodes that. are 
hilarious, your videos. Um, and to, to go along with that, you also get more community engagement with YouTube. Oh, for sure. Now, for sure. reading these comments, <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy watching people lose their shit as much as we do? <laughs> um, I would say I enjoy it. You know, I've never like would take pleasure from upsetting somebody. Of course not. No, but it also doesn't really get to me either. Like it doesn't really bother me because I, you know, for the most part, maybe there's a few things I've said in older videos that I don't necessarily still think, but for the most part, I'd say 95% of what I've ever said in a video is what I believe to be true based on my experiences. So if someone doesn't agree, that's, that's fine. But if it pisses them off, then like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> no, we love that shit. Like, um, even though you didn't go after REI, the thumbnail was hilarious. And just, there are people who are REI freaks and if oh, you yeah. anything slightly critical. And all as you said was maybe you don't want to buy tents there. Maybe you don't want to buy backpacks and the comments like absolutely crazy. Oh yeah. Any of my most popular, like most viewed videos are all always the ones that have the craziest comments. First of all, cause they just reach more people. Right. But I think what happens is I, there's another one I posted like fucking like two years ago now. That's my most viewed video. It's like five, I gotta find it here. Uh, five backpacking gear lies, I believed as a beginner. And what happened with that one is the, the thumbnail is me pointing to a Nalgene bottle and it says like, crap. Yes. yes. And so like, <laughs> for some reason, like people really like were clicking on that video a lot. Like the thumbnail is good, I guess. And, like it was drawing people in and then people would watch it and they would think it was stupid. And so they would comment on it, like saying it was bullshit. And then YouTube was like, okay, well, I guess people are commenting on this a lot. So they start putting it out to more and more people. So then more and more people start commenting. And so it's kind of funny, like most of my like most viewed videos have a lot of like bad comments and this actually that one in particular, or no, no, no. It's the first one I did about REI where I'm just like in the thumbnail, I'm kind of shitting on REI. That video has almost 50% dislikes, like the the (laughs) like to dislike ratio is like 50, 50, which is, that's awesome, which is is pretty crazy. (laughs) And then the other one I was talking about there, the the backpacking gear lies, the one with the Nalgene bottle in the thumbnail, that one's pretty close to 50, 50 as well. But I don't care, man. I don't care. No, we love that shit. And you're going after people's sacred cows, like people in this community, um, latch on to certain things and well, it's the same, I guess, with anything. And they elevate it to this status that's kind of like Nalgene or REI or <laughs> exactly. hopefully don't do this with ultras, but we really love ultras. Yeah. We okay. Do. Maybe we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, what I was laughing about is that when you started Trail Tales, you were like, someone please give me a shitty comment. I yeah. want to read it. And now you're getting tons. <laughs> Yeah, on YouTube. I never got that many about the podcast, though. Cause because it was good. I've said really this, good. I've, I've said this before. Like, No, it's not because everybody that everybody likes the podcast. It's because on YouTube, there's a comment section right in front yes. of your face. Yep. So if you have something negative to say, you know, most of the people who write, you know, shitty comments on YouTube, they're not, like, putting too much thought into it. They're not sitting there like, all right, I got to really think this through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not doing that. They're just writing some bullshit and they're moving on and forgetting about it. And so they're, they're lazy. And so with the podcast, I was asking people like, Hey, 
like talk some shit to me. If you don't like this podcast, like send me an email, send me a message on Instagram and people who have negative things to say, generally speaking, can't be bothered to even take the two seconds to type in someone's email address. Right. And so I think that's why I never really got any bad comments about the podcast. Not because people didn't like it. I'm sure there's plenty of people that listen to it and were like, this idiot says fuck every five seconds. I don't want to hear this. Um, but you know, they just couldn't be bothered to, to send me to, to go the extra effort to actually send me a message versus just typing something in a comment section right in front of their face on YouTube. We can identify with this. We're watching our numbers grow week by week. Thank you everyone, by the way, but no comments like every once in a while we'll get another review, but the numbers are going up and it's the same thing that you're saying. Like on YouTube, the comment section is right there to comment on a podcast. You have to send someone an email. Um, so yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head for sure. And people can leave bad reviews, which I definitely got some of those, but even that wasn't nearly as frequent mm-hmm. as, uh, as the bad comments on YouTube. That's for sure. So we, well, I don't know about you tumbles, but I'm definitely identifying with what you said about interviewing people. We were talking, um, earlier this week, we have a couple episodes stacked and I think I'm going to enjoy not having to interview someone every week. Cause we've got a couple episodes stacked. It's going to be nice to take a break. So I totally get where you're coming from, where interviewing someone every week gets a little monotonous. Not that we don't enjoy our guests. We love you all. We love all our listeners. Please keep listening. Um, But did you ever have a bad experience with a guest? We've had, I'm not going to name any names, but some, an interesting one. And then one that maybe will require some, a lot of editing to put together. Did you ever have a difficult guest, either a negative experience or just someone who wouldn't talk or, couldn't talk and how did you deal with that yeah so actually only there's only been like a couple times there's only been one time specifically i can think of where a guest said some shit that i was like yo like come on Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but i i have had a few where they weren't talking as much as i would have wanted and so actually what i did and i did this right from the start too i don't even know how i had the the foresight to do this before I knew what I was doing. But um, before every episode, I would always like kind of chat for a few minutes with the guests to kind of get them warmed up. And I would always run through like a list of, of things. And a couple of the things that I would say would actually, I'm kind of going off topic here a little bit, but I would just say like, you know, feel free to talk as much as you want. I would like make it very explicit right from the beginning. Like, do not feel like you are constrained to the question that I'm asking you. Do not feel like you have to give me a direct answer. Um, I was like, talk as much as you want or as much as you can. I would also like, just tell them other things like, you know, anything goes, but please don't talk about politics and drugs. Those right. are like my two ones. I never wanted people to talk about. Um, but you know, I would make it very clear from the start. I was like, you know, this is a long form podcast. Like you do not have to, cause you know, it's understandable. Like, especially someone who's maybe never been on a podcast before. If you ask them a question, they might think like, oh, I should just give like a direct answer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Which is, you know, it's a very yes. reasonable thing yeah. to, to think. You need but... to continue the conversation as you roll exactly. in. Yeah. Exactly. So there's only been a couple times where I interviewed someone where I like really had to like kind of work it out of them. Um, I would say for, it's, it was actually more common in my experience to have people who would just talk, like, I don't want to say too much, but 
talk so much that I would have to like fight to get another question in there. Like I would have to fight to like reclaim back, you know, the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that was much more common than people who like were not talking enough, but that did happen a couple of times. And I had to think very quickly to come up with more questions and things like that. So it, it's, it's not easy. I think a lot of people think like, I don't know if a lot of people think this, but a lot of people probably just don't think about what it takes to interview somebody. It's not easy. And you guys are doing a great job, by the way. Like I know like it's not, it's not easy at all. So Thanks. So hats off to you and Thank to anybody you. who even tries this. Like it's, it's harder than when I first started it. I don't, I knew it was going to be hard. I don't want to say I thought it was going to be easy, but you know, it took, it took a, a lot of practice. I, I would always like write out uh, questions beforehand. I probably did that for my first like 50 or 60 episodes before I finally felt comfortable not having a list of questions. And eventually I got pretty good at just like doing it off the top of my head. I would usually have an idea of what we were going to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, I eventually stopped taking notes. Maybe it was out of laziness too, but I don't know. It seemed to work out okay. Yeah, I right. think so. <laughs> um, and if I'm not mistaken, you started the podcast kind of as a way when you were done with your AT through hike to kind of keep in touch with people, maybe to ward off some post-trail depression. Um, I don't know where I was going with this question. I completely... I was a perfect setup and then I completely bombed. I don't know. Do what you so want. So I guess Kyle's that. nice thing he just said to us is now going down the shitter. No, oh, come on. You know how many times I asked? Okay. That's actually another thing. Going back to what I was saying about, um, you have to leave this in now because yes, going back to what I was saying, uh, about the things I would tell people before we started recording. Another thing I would always tell them is sometimes I ask questions and I lose my train of thought or I need to pause for a second or whatever. And if that happens, just bear with me. And so I, I, Cranky, I know exactly what it feels like to do what you just did. And it's all good. Um, but anyways, I can kind of like riff off of, off of that a little bit, just going back to like when I first started trail tales, uh, basically everything you said there is correct. Like I started it, I started right after my through hike. Um, and I had the idea for the podcast very early on in my through hike too. I, I want to say I was in like Southern Virginia when I first got the idea. And wow. so that was, you know, only about a month into my through hike maybe. And I just kind of stuck with it. I had a lot of time to think about it uh, while I was out there. And I didn't really tell too many people until the end. I was like, Hey, like I'm thinking about doing this. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And then a few weeks later they get a, they get a, you know, a text message or whatever, like, Hey, come on my podcast. So it was definitely a way to stay connected to the trail community. It was also just a good way to talk about what I had just experienced. This is another reason why I see myself bringing the podcast back after the PCT yes. because, you know, I, I, I have hiker friends, but the majority of my friends here in Vermont aren't hikers and, you know, they're not going to want to hear me talk their ears off for hours about this fucking Appalachian trail thing. Right. So I was like, I, I, I can't do that to them. And so I was like, but a podcast sounds like a good way that I could do that and also provide some value to people. And I'd also just been interested in content creation for my whole life. Like I said, I've been watching YouTube since basically it started. Uh, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but for, for very early on. And so I always knew that I wanted to make content in the back of my head. Uh, I actually had a YouTube channel when I was in uh, middle school and it was awful, but making me feel that, old, man. I, that was like, <laughs> that was like my first like, I don't even know, experience with content. Like we just, me and my friends just make these awful sketch comedy videos. That's like what was popular at the time, like Smosh and 
and stuff like that. And so, um, ever since then I did it for like a year or two. I never picked up any traction obviously because I was fucking 12 years old, but you know, ever since then, like I've always, I always had the idea in my head. Like, like I, I knew I wanted to do it and then I never actually got the balls to start creating until I did the AT and then it just kind of spiraled from there. Well, Ivy Tat was actually very impressed with you when we had him on. We were talking about where is Trail Tales? Um, Because he said he was waiting for your text. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, no. I haven't even (laughs) talked to him since our last episode. Oh, my God. I feel so much better. (laughs) Not to make you feel bad. But he was like, yeah, I was waiting for his text because, you know, I just finished Continental Divide. I'm a triple crowner now. I was waiting for him to, like, call me. Um, but he said he was very impressed because you met him on the AT and he was like, yeah, just this kid said he was going to start a podcast, whatever, but then he actually did it. So he was very impressed. Oh my God. I, I forgot that I told him that I literally completely forgot that we had, I mean, I remember meeting him and talking to him and stuff, but I don't even, I don't even remember telling him that I was going to, that I was going to start the podcast. I do remember I was picking his brain a little bit about YouTube but I don't, I can't believe I told him that I was going to start a podcast. That's hilarious. I can't believe he remembers I told him. That's awesome. <laughs> well, when you're Tyson, done with the man. PCT and he's done with his Scottish trail, you have to do an episode now. Yeah. Um, I feel so bad now. <laughs> That's crazy. Ivy Tat's the man. Ivy Tat is. Is, is he's the most underrated hiking YouTuber by far. It's not even close. Like his um his I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but. You his, are, um, sorry. His, his CDT videos and all his videos, but especially the CDT ones, like so good. Like he's hiking such a difficult trail. He's filming it and editing it all by himself. And not only that, but his videos are like, like pretty like difficult edits. You know, yeah. a lot of people, when they do their through hike vlogs and they edit on trail, um, they're very basic edits. You know, they just film them on their phone. There's not too much like B-roll. It's a lot of just like selfie shots. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you're on a through hike. Like it's going to be tough to do anything more than that. Like I totally get that. But he had like multiple camera lenses. He had a drone. Yeah. He was adding music and like cutting to the music and like doing all these like, you know, more advanced, slightly more advanced editing techniques and like all this stuff. And he's doing it all in the middle of <sighs> such a difficult through hike. I do, I genuinely like have so much respect for that. I don't know how I don't know how he does it. Honestly, um, I don't think a lot of people realize like how difficult that is, and the fact that like I think he deserves like way more views. He should be the number one hiking uh, YouTuber, in my opinion. Like, like it's kind of ridiculous to me that like he has like less subscribers than I do. Like it's it's criminal, really. Is is what it is? Oh, I, I didn't mean, know that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, not, like, significantly less. Like, he still has a lot of people that follow him, for sure. Yeah, he gets, but, like, like 4,000 a video. Yeah, he just, he should be getting 400,000 a video. Like, yeah. it's, like, if anyone listening at this point still hasn't watched IB Tat's videos, gotta uh, you got to get on it. Like, I'm telling you, like, from someone who does this, it does videos and hiking videos and stuff, like, I don't know how he does it. I have so much respect for that. Nobody, nobody in the hiking world works harder than IB Tat does. Yeah, and I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but we've met him three times at this point, and he is just the nicest individual ever. Oh, he is, for sure. And, like, when I met him, it was kind of funny. It was, like, a a rainy day in Maine, and, like, I had just, like, taken a shit or something. I was, like, just coming back onto the trail, and he, like, shows up. And I I hadn't – 
seen his videos too much at that point, but I had seen him on Instagram. So like I knew who he was and stuff. And the first thing I said to him, I was like, Oh, like I've seen you like on whatever, like oh, your IB tat or whatever. And, and like, it was probably pretty awkward and like, he was super chill about it. And then we were only together for like a couple days or we know we never hiked together, but we just like saw each other a couple times throughout those days. And I, this is actually so funny that he remembers that conversation. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to leave our final questions and big announcements to you, Tumbles. Okay. <laughs> well, we did mention it like, a few times already in this episode. Uh, you are doing the Pacific Crest Trail this year. What are yeah. your thoughts? And when are you hitting the trail? Yeah, um, it's pretty crazy. Again, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to come out, but as of the time of this recording... The video is going up tomorrow announcing it. That being said, I have alluded to it in quite a few other videos, and I don't think it's going to be a shock for anybody who like closely follows my channel, but um, we're doing it. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I, I'm going to try to be like very like humble about this because that's what I did with the AT. Um, especially at the beginning, I was like, this is going to be fucking hard. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Um, and it's the same thing with this. It's like Flossie and I are going to be giving it our best shot. Uh, that being said, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, like we're definitely going to like hike the whole thing. Like it's going to be hard. So you sure. are doing it with Flossie. That's awesome. Yes, yes we are. Yes, we are. And yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. Like I'm, I'm trying to be like very, uh, yeah, humble about it because I just I don't want to. <laughs> I've also like, you know, I did the AT before I made content, so. I didn't, I, it was easy to brag about it afterwards, mm -hmm. but this is like, there's going to be people watching in real time. So, you know, it's like, we're, we're going to give it our best shot. I think we have a, as good of a chance of completing it as anybody, but that being said, you know, you never know what's going to happen up there. We could get injured. Um, the, the trail could light on fire again. Yeah. Um, unforeseen circumstances, you never know, but we're going to be attempting it and we're leaving in, uh, in May. Okay. Will you be videoing and posting while on trail yes yes so we're still finalizing the details i i've been looking for someone to actually edit the videos and i think i haven't like officially like locked him in yet but there's been uh a guy uh, a former appalachian trail through hiker actually who i've been talking with and we've been doing some stuff and it seems like it's going to be a good fit mm -hmm. so i'm i'm hoping i can kind of lock him down and everything will go well there. And then I, again, still figuring it out, but I'm thinking probably like a video a week while I'm out there. I'm probably not going to do the daily thing. I think that's just going to be too much. Um, I don't know how people do that, like especially IB Tech, going back to that, like it's fucking yep. crazy. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're thinking one video a week and it's going to be crazy. I'm like slowly coming to terms with it. We have our permits finalized. Like oh, everything's good. good. We both got a permit on the same day, which was not easy um, to do. And so, yeah, we're, we're all in. It's oh, kind of crazy. I mean, you will be hitting the Sierras and it must, in terms of training, it must not be too terribly difficult with you living in New England and being around snow all the time. So are you doing any training hikes to prepare yourself for the snow and the ice? Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure how much snow and ice I'm actually going to hit, to be honest. Okay. Um, I need to do more research on this for sure. I am not an expert on PCT trail conditions, just to be clear. I'm hoping that 
because we're starting so late, it's not going to be like as bad in this year. I know it depends on the snow year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't even know. That's what 700, 700 miles in. So I'm not sure. Like maybe we will still need like some like snow gear and stuff. But I'm honestly more worried about the desert than I am the Sierra because like we're starting late and it's going to be hot. And right. I'm from Vermont and <laughs> it's not very hot here. So that's going to be tough. I've never hiked in a desert. Like I. I don't want to say I'm worried about it, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous for that for sure. Understandable. And then as far as the training goes, I kind of got off your question there. I'm definitely going to be doing some training hikes, but I think a lot of my training is also going to be just like, uh, what do you call it? Strength training. Um, I already go to the gym quite a bit and I've actually just the past couple of weeks started to kind of shift my workouts from more like upper body heavy to more legs and cardio. Um, going to be doing that definitely going to be running um i need to get back into that soon although it's kind of hard to do when it's fucking freezing outside but plus he's been doing this. so i need to i need to start getting after it like he is and then definitely as it warms up and as the snow starts to melt a little bit uh mostly just as it warms up i'll definitely be going out there and and doing some more uh some more training hikes as well so planning on you know sparing any injuries which god i hope that doesn't happen before i even leave that's another thing i'm really nervous about for the through hike it's like if you get injured doesn't matter how bad you want to finish like if you can't your body can't finish then you can't finish so careful with that that foot that would be a bummer yeah i know i know but yeah definitely training a lot i feel like i'm already in way better shape than i was when i started the at and Mm -hmm. i'm at the point now where if i even just spending one day without doing any sort of exercise at all i feel terrible so i can't see that changing you know between now and may so i think we're gonna be just about as prepared as as anybody i would hope and then who knows after that i'm sure you two will do just fine i hope so and uh you don't need it but good luck to the both of you no i need it i i will take all the luck i can get (laughs) all right (laughs) folks give them luck will you Uh, yes please do (laughs) so we have kept you for well over an hour now and this seems like just a 20 minute conversation um so thank you for making our conversation flow to end our episode, we did rip you off. Yes, Can you we, please, we say it every episode. We say it every we episode. Rip you off. <laughs> Would you like to share a trail tale? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I, I guess I should. Right. I've asked so many people to do it on yes. my show. How could I say no? I might need to think for a second. That's okay. Because um, the other thing. Having done so many podcasts and videos by now, I feel like I've told every single story that I that I have from hiking. And one thing I used to do on Trail Tales is whenever I would have on another content creator who's like talked a lot about their experiences, I would always challenge them. I, I wouldn't say it was mandatory, but I would always challenge them to try to find a story that they hadn't talked about in a video or something like that. Ooh, that's a good um, idea. So yeah, it's a little, little pro too. tip for you guys. You should definitely do that. Um, <laughs> let me think. I don't... That being said, I'm I'm trying to think of one that I haven't told extensively. There's always the one about the crazy lady in South Carolina at the road crossing. Um, I'm intrigued. I don't know this I, we one. don't know this one. <laughs> yeah, I made a video on it. It's probably like a month or two ago now. Oh, um, you can see we're avid re- listeners and watchers, right? No, <laughs> that's all good. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to rack my brain here. Sorry for keeping you guys um no that's okay this has been amazing yeah no this was fun 
Um, fuck. I guess um, I should have made that more clear on the outline because the outline oh, no, just it's says all good. trail tale. tale. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I you would know what that meant. <laughs> oh, actually, that I saw that. I was I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> it looked like an incomplete like sentence or something. Um. Yeah, to tell the crazy lady story, because we have not heard it. Okay, I'll tell that one. So um, when I was on the Foothills Trail in South Carolina, it's a 78-mile trail, for those that don't know. You know, it's not a super popular trail, but it's not, you know, like unknown or anything either. And I was with my hiking partner, Flossie, who I've alluded to a number of times in this uh, in this episode, and we were... It was our second day. We we stopped at a road crossing. And the reason we stopped there was because it had a picnic table at it. And we were like, oh, that'll be like a good spot for lunch. You know, you got a picnic table. Like that's a, it's a nice luxury, right? Fucking everyone loves a good picnic table. <laughs> and so we get there, we stop. And when I, uh, when I, when I take out my food, when I'm backpacking, I basically just kind of spread it all over the table. Like I'm not very organized. Uh, I don't want to say I just dump out the bag, but you know, I got gear and food everywhere, basically. And that's that's going to be relevant in a second here. So we stop. I dump out all my shit. We're eating. We like just started eating. And this this lady pulled into the road cross or into the uh, parking lot there. And th- this road that that we were at, it, it wasn't like a super popular road, but it was like a state highway. It was paved and it was in the middle of nowhere. And there was like this um, this little pull off area with the picnic table, and then a little bathroom, just like a little scenic area or whatever. And so this lady pulls in; she's an older lady, probably in her sixties, and she she gets out of her car and she was decked head to toe in Clemson uh, like apparel, like the college, so like bright orange. She looked like she was in a prison jumpsuit, basically. Um, she gets out, and we also noticed there was like a pretty big dog in her car. And she comes over to us and starts talking. And for like the first like minute, it was fine. But then like pretty quickly, we realized like something was off with this lady. Uh, her pupils were very dilated. She was saying shit that just like didn't really make any sense. She, she told us, she was like, uh, she was, you guys look like millennials. And then, and then she was like, she, she was like, I have this like Airbnb, like you guys should come stay at my Airbnb for a month. And we were like, what the fuck? We just started talking to this lady. She's saying all this crazy shit. And then, and you know, up to that point, you know, it was weird, but it wasn't like that sketchy. But then all of a sudden she makes this comment about her dog and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said something like, oh, like if I um bring my dog out here, he'd probably like attack you guys. And we were just like, to double take like what like what the fuck and so i look over at flossy and like i said we had just started eating and he'd already packed up all his stuff and so that's when i kind of clicked in my head i was like oh that's a good idea we should get the fuck out of here this is weird <laughs> yeah and so like i start packing my stuff but like my stuff's everywhere so i'm like giving stuff to flossy i'm like put this in like we're trying to like we're still talking to this lady this whole time too like we're trying to pack up quickly she she told me i was like she said you look doubtful i think she was tr- catching on to the fact that like we kind of knew something was up and we were kind of weirded out by this this lady and then she goes back to her car and she gets out the damn dog and fortunately she put it on a leash but i was like not about that i was like i didn't say this but in my head i was like get this fucking dog away from me um and fortunately at that point i was basically packed up and we just got the hell out of there but it was very bizarre strange Um, again like old 
like an old lady, like physically, like not threatening at all, but just like the dog situation and the fact that she was clearly on some sort of drug, uh, is just very bizarre. Still to this day, probably the most bizarre person I've ever met. Again, we weren't on, we were on the trail, but we weren't in the woods. We we're at a road crossing. So yeah, it was, it was bizarre. I guess the, the biggest thing I took away from it is, you know, generally speaking, if anything's ever going to happen with another human, it's probably going to be at or near a road crossing. Cause for the most part, I don't know what this lady's intentions were. I don't think she had bad intentions. I think she was just off her rocker to be frank, but um, generally speaking, if someone has bad intentions, you know, they're probably not going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go hike 10 miles into the woods to cause trouble. Like they're, like, they're not going to do that. They're probably going to be, you know, not always, unfortunately there are stories, but, yep. um, but uh, you know, for the most part, like the, if you're near a row crossing, that's probably going to increase your chances a little bit of having some sort of trouble like that. So not that people should be like terrified of row crossings or anything, but just something to keep in mind is all. Okay. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. (laughs) Yeah. And as someone who does not like dogs on trails, that, that story, um, you know, honestly, like I, I was kind of the same way at the time. I'm, I'm actually a little bit better with dogs now, but at the time I'd never lived with a dog before. I wasn't like, people are going to hate me for this, but I wasn't like super like a dog person. Like I, I wasn't, I, I just hadn't learned yet like how to interact with dogs. Um, I, I have now, thankfully I, I live with a dog now and he's awesome. But at the time, yeah, I was not like super comfortable with, uh, with, with other people's dogs either. So yeah, that probably just made it even, even sketchier. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think that is a good place to close it out. We will definitely have you back on. This yes. was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much and for we, coming on, Kyle. Yeah, thank you of very course, much. Of course, guys. And I would love to come back on. This is awesome. I love doing these interviews, and, and you guys are great. You know what you're doing. Awesome. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, we can't wait to hear about the PCT. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, if you wouldn't mind staying on a minute or two, we will close it out. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. And thanks for uh, everybody listening as well. Kyle, yes. before uh, before we close out, can you give your socials so people can find you? Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Um, on YouTube, if you just type in Kyle Hates Hiking, yeah, my, my cringy thumbnails should pop right up in your face. Um, on Instagram, it's at Kyle Hates Hiking as well. And I guess, yeah, I think that's... I mean, I, I could say trail tales, but we all know what's going on there, so... <laughs> If you There's want to hear some awesome content, yes, listen to the back episodes, folks, on on Apple. Yes, whatever platform you're listening to this on, you can probably find the podcast. I haven't looked for a while, so hopefully it's not taken down, but I'm sure it's still there. It's on Spotify. There. I know that still. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, folks, this has been such a wonderful episode. And until next time, ciao.